let's see. In the day that Hyunjin Ryu gets shut down and the Jays find out that he needs surgery, quite honestly, he's probably pitched his last game as a member of the Toronto Blue Jays, Kevin Barker. On that day, we see Yusei Kikuchi go out against a Baltimore Orioles lineup that has no Anthony Santander, no Trey Mancini, and he's like, uh, Kevin, he, four innings, life and death, life and death to get through those four innings. Uh, you know, looking at, 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 at the pitches, the pitches throwing here, uh, 29 four seamers, 24 sliders, 13 change-ups, sorry, 15 change-ups, six whiffs in the sliders, one whiff on the four seamer. I mean, this almost sounds like it's a repeat of everything we've talked about in the vast majority of his starts. It is. Well, it's a tough watch. You know, for me, when you watch him, mechanics look a little off. That's why you see the velocity on the fastballs up and down. I mean, if you could throw 97, why aren't you pitching at 97? It's 93 one pitch. It's 94 the next pitch. It's 96 the next pitch. Like, it's all over the map. That will tell you that mechanically he's searching for something. And also with the mechanics, he throws a lot of easy takes. And what I mean by that, right out of the hand, big league hitters, even Baltimore. Baltimore's got some decent hitters in the middle of that order who out of the hand can tell that that thing is not even close to being a strike. He throws a ton of those, and that's why you see the counts going deeper. Uh, and, you know, the, the pitch selection, that's that's another thing. You, you saw tonight he had three of the walks. He threw three two sliders in three mm-hmm. of those walks. He had three three two counts. All three of those he threw a slider. Why are you doing that? Like you, when you're left-handed and you throw 97, I don't want to say that's an element of surprise, but it's 97. You got that in the tank. How about trying to locate that somewhat instead of trying to trick people? And you know, I don't want to say we, we've said this about Pete Walker. This is a project. It's not a project anymore. It's, for me, this guy's 30 years old. He's been around long enough in the big leagues to to be able to make somewhat of an adjustment with his fastball to be able to get it close enough that will mechanically get him back into whatever groove he needs to get into to make his you know his split change and that new slider that he has at least competitive. And that that's the one little thing. Uh, you know, that you're not seeing enough of. Now, I did see after the Mateo uh, slider, hanging slider single he gave up, he did make an in-game adjustment, and actually you could see him out there uh, doing that little snap-off thing with his finger that would tell him, stop being lazy with it. Get it out there, snap it off. At least at what you miss, miss down and away and don't hang that thing. So you could tell he was trying to make some in-game adjustments. That's just the frustrating part, and you can tell. The guys playing behind him, it's sort of like Groundhog Day. You know, it's only – it looks like on their face it's just only a matter of time before he hangs something or he falls behind and he throws a bunch of pitches. And, that's, again, this is what probably a number five guy looks like. But it just makes you wonder why it's so hard for him to make enough adjustments to at least give himself a chance to go a little bit deeper in games. And that, that for me, is not a project. That is him going home, looking in the mirror, and going, enough's enough. I've made enough changes. I'm far removed enough from that. I've done it over and over enough to be able to go out there, get the foot landing in the right place, get it out front, locate somewhat with the fastball, start expanding with the split change up and the slider and give this team a little bit of a chance to, to win some baseball games. It is. It's a frustrating watch. Uh, much of the discussion with Ross Atkins before the game today, once he uh, told the media that Hyunjin Ryu was being shut down, much, much of the discussion revolved around, okay, what does this do to your, to your plans going forward as we get closer to the trade deadline? We know... I mean, there are some internal options. I don't know if any of them are necessarily going to 
you know, float your boat. Nate Pearson, the reports we got out of him tonight in Buffalo, gave up a home run, but he did hit 97, pitched a couple of innings. I mean, Kevin, I, you know, you know what we've said about Nate Pearson. When he's here, he's here. Uh, yep. I'm kind of, I'm kind of done waiting for him, uh, to be honest. But uh, and we'll ask, we'll ask the listeners this. The numbers are four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five ninety. You know that Ryu is done. Uh, you've seen Kikuchi tonight. Has this changed? Now, I'm not saying one outing changes your mind, but let's face it, this up and down, up and down, up and down thing has been going on for a while now. Is your mind starting to change as to what Ross Atkins needs to do? We focused on getting a lefty bat to add some balance here. We've talked about some some uh, swing and miss stuff at the back end of the bullpen, sort of like the Baltimore Orioles have. Oh, see that stuff? Yeah. And I'll tell you what, man. man. I saw I saw Felix Batiste in the clubhouse in the clubhouse day. That's a big man. I mean, you use the phrase "gigantic human." He is a gigantic human times two. Anyhow, the point being, we've talked about all these needs. I'm wondering now if maybe, and again, we'll ask the callers this at four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five ninety. Text us at five ninety five ninety. Do we need to start looking at maybe? I'm not going to say making another Jose Barrios deal, but do we need to look at maybe bringing in a, another starting pitcher here? Somebody that, sure. can, that can be a stabilizer. Do we need a stabilizer, Kevin Barker? Well, I think they got three already. You got Ross Stripling sort of, you know, falling into place of what you think Ross Stripling can give you. Yeah, stabilizer is the wrong word. Do they need another days. guy who can? Do they need another guy in here who can give you five innings at least? Maybe, maybe. I'm, I'm probably not there yet. I'd rather them go out and get swing and miss. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of the, out of the bullpen because you can tell even the Baltimore Orioles who are what ten or twelve games under five hundred see see what that can look like when you're running oh. four dudes out there just a, a bazillion miles an hour and can flip it and spin it and change speeds with it that's sort of a nice thing to look at you can imagine if that bullpen was in the Blue Jays bullpen now, I'm not saying the Blue Jays bullpen's not good I'm just saying they could use some more of what the Orioles is featuring out of the bullpen yeah again this gets back to how do you win championships pitching and defense mm. it's never going to change Jeff and to say that Ross Atkins probably needs to go out and maybe think about I'm not saying give up the farm but maybe try and give you that veteran guy who knows how to add and subtract and can give you some quality starts here and there. Let's talk about Gabriel Moreno as well. Three hits, two RBIs. Gabby Moreno has two RBIs. Adley Rutschman, 82 plane appearances, donut. <laughs> He's got nada. So Gabriel, Gabriel Moreno is uh, in just a couple of games. Kevin Barker has inched ahead of Adley Rutschman in the rookie of the year. No, I'm just kidding. But you know what I mean. He's, mm-hmm. he's, he's uh, offensively, he's gotten off to a good start. Uh, what do you think of his work with Kikuchi tonight? Uh, well, think about this too. You say Kikuchi in the first inning through Adley Rushman, a three-two slider. He's hitting a buck eighty-three. You just mentioned he doesn't have an RBI. That tell you right there what what you say Kikuchi's going through on the mound. I and it looked to me like he shifted that. Uh, that's again, this is could that be just, a pitch com? I'm not looking for excuses, but could this be a pitch com thing? You know, getting used to. For, not, for, right? First inning, first inning. I got 97 in the tank. I know I've had bad first innings in the past, and I'm trying to. It's been told to me, and by you throwing two bullpens between starts, we'll tell you that you need to come out, 
blazing. And mm-hmm. I just don't get the 3-2 slider thing. Yeah, Moreno, good. Hey, look, he's exactly what I think we thought he should look like. He's very athletic. Uh, he is a very good thrower. Uh, he has a very, you know, he's very quick with, with the with the footwork and, and the transfer. That looks elite, which is a big deal. Now, the arm strength, eh, that's okay, but he makes up for it by how quick he gets to his feet and he gets to that release point. Uh, offensively, look, I, I, we don't, do you really know what he is? He's a, he's a bat to ball guy, but you know, mm-hmm. the power with the little funky thing he's got going on his hands, he does have a lot of hand movement there, but he's 22 years old. You can make up for that because of your age. How do you not like what you're seeing? Uh, talk to me a little bit about that play. I believe it was in the sixth inning. Uh, Richie Martin strikeout wild pitch. Uh, Mateo steals third. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I guess Moreno's first reaction is you want to try to you want to try to cut down the runner at third. Uh, what has to happen in that play, Kevin? Do you do you take do you worry about the guy at the plate first, or how would how do you approach absolutely, that? You've been a first base. You've been a first baseman, so you would have been where Vladdy was in that situation. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, now you throw the ball to first base. You got a runner on third base with two outs. That's, you know, and it's the Baltimore Orioles. That That's, again, this gets back to, you know, you're 22 years old. You got to know what happens before it actually happens. This is you, – you, sometimes you have to learn things the hard way, and that's just mm-hmm. one of those situations where you went through it. He's trying to be aggressive. He knows the guy at second base can run. He knows that guy likes to run. He knows he's bouncing around out there. It's probably going to have a chance of him running, especially in, in counts where he can get a spinner or something off speed where he can make up some ground and maybe steal that bag. But you got to know the situation. you got to know that that ball hits the ground with two strikes. You throw the ball to first base or you tag the runner before he takes off. Now, all of a sudden, you know, it's not as easy to get the next guy out because that guy's standing at third base with two outs. 416-870-0590, star 591 590 Eric from Baxter, you want to talk about the Jays' needs after the Ryu news and after the Kikuchi start tonight? I do. Um, hi, guys. <laughs> howdy, um, howdy. I have wholeheartedly agree with you. I Nate Pearson should be traded for what we can get for him because I don't believe that he's going to amount to much for our organization. And with Ryu gone, we're down, you know, we're good for pitching. We're better than we were last year, I think, from what I've been watching. But there's one guy, there's that one guy we need. And and I don't know what it is. It's somebody, I'm not sure where I've heard this before, but the best ability is availability. Nate (laughs) Pearson is never available. He, no, that's he's a, uh, no argument he's available here. For, he's available for two innings, and then he's in the minors or on the IL or whatever. Same with Ryu. Ryu is – my boys have played ball their whole life. Ryu is good when he's there. He's no longer well, here. So, yeah, let's just – I just want to say this, though, and I want to say it very, very quickly, and I'll let you finish your thought. But I, I want people to remember this. Uh, Hyunjin Ryu in his first year here finished high in Cy Young voting. His signing accomplished a lot of things. It sent a a signal to the industry that ownership was willing to spend money. In fact, overspend in a lot of cases. Uh, It sent Scott Boris a message that the Jays, 
will not simply just turn their noses up at any of his clients. I mean, the Ryu, the Ryu signing signaled the people that the Jays are willing to be big players in the free agent market. And then, of course, we saw them uh, go in with, 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 with George Springer. Uh, we saw with Kevin Gossman and the extension to Brio. So I, I just want to throw that out there, and we'll talk about it more in Blair and Barkin tomorrow. Because I know people are going to say, oh, my God, the contract was a disaster. Listen, this is what multi-year contra- contracts are like. Like, I hate to tell you this, but if you expect George Springer to finish out that contract with the Blue Jays, that may not happen. Uh, you know, I mean, seven-year contracts, six-year contracts, sometimes you lose a year in there. So I, I just wanted to throw that out there. But, you know, please continue your thought. But I just I, I don't want to turn this into Ryu was a disaster. I don't want to turn it into that type of a discussion because that's not true. He's not. He wasn't. But he's now no longer available. Right. And neither is Nate Pearson, as far as, far as I'm concerned. So we need to have somebody, like, uh, earlier you said somebody like a Barrio steal or something. Yes, we need to have somebody that can come in and go on the mound every four or five days and give you seven innings, whether he's great or not, as long as he's eating the innings up. Because the rest of the team is is <laughs> is really good. And I've been watching yeah. them since they came since you know, as long as you have. I'm probably near your vintage. Not as no. not as vintage as you are, but near. <laughs> oh, thanks for that. Jesus, I didn't even I didn't even know I didn't even know I had a vintage. Thanks for that. Thanks for that. I appreciate the call, Eric. I appreciate the thoughts. Vintage. Um. Yeah, Kevin, uh, you know, listen, uh, here's the thing. If if Ross Stripling continues to do what he is doing, then I think you need to I, – I just I, – I guess I don't know what I want them to do right now because I don't know how realistic it is to go out and add, let's say, add a Luis Castillo or somebody like that. I, I, I just don't know. I don't know what you'd have to give up. I don't know how realistic that is. Is the right thing to do, focus on the bullpen, go out and get maybe three arms, get somebody that replaces Ross Stripling. And by the way, if uh, folks haven't heard it yet, there's another team that could be looking for a relief arm now because Liam Hendricks just went on the IL with a forearm Mm -hmm. strain today. You know, the White Sox think they can go to the playoffs. So you can add the White Sox to a list that already includes the Red Sox and includes the Jays and probably also includes the Yankees because they are the Yankees. And God knows what's going on in the National League. So there's going to be a lot of teams hunting for relief arms right now, Kevin. I I do. I I wonder, too, about the Nate Pearson thing. You know, the Ryan Barucki got to where he needed to change the scenery. It it, it just seems to me like when you when you have conversations and you listen to front office talk about Nate Pearson, sort of like they got a bad taste in their mouth. And maybe he's getting to the point where he needs to change the scenery and maybe use him to trade to what you got. He is a big dude who can throw hard. That's what they love in 2022. Maybe a different voice, maybe just having a new fresh start would help a guy like Nate Pearson. And maybe you can get something if you add whoever you would have to add to get a, another quality arm. But I'm with everybody that's speaking and talking about this. You can never have too many arms. Any issue with Kikuchi going out and being Ty- pulled? Because the last time they took oh, the last on. time they took Kikuchi out, remember? No, I'm just saying, but the last time they – they took him out. One of your points was, you know, I'm sorry, not the, the, the previous start. The previous two starts ago when they took Kikuchi mm-hmm. out, you said, you know what? Maybe they should have let him go out there a little bit. Maybe let him go out there and, 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 and do a little more. Any issue tonight at all? Absolutely not. 66 pitches in a tie game. 
this is uh, it's again I, I hate to say this it's the Baltimore Orioles like this yeah. I, yeah I know I know he is the quote fifth starter for the Blue Jays but he does throw super hard he's left-handed he's got two different pitches and he did throw 29 fastballs and 18 of them for strikes. Like, he, he wasn't awful. It was just when he threw certain pitches that make you scratch your head, and it's the fastball command. And, yeah, it's 66 pitches in a tie game. That's that's sort of, you know, and it, you're trying to not waste everything that you have in a bullpen. And, oh, by the way, Trevor Richards – I don't know about you, but now that he's coming in the game and the way his breaking ball looks, because he's going to need the breaking ball, he can't live and die always by the changeup. He's going to have to have another one of those other two pitches, and it's not always going to be the fastball. And that breaking ball, for whatever reason, the last couple of times he's been out there, it's just a cement mixer, and it's not doing a ton. And and when it's not doing a ton, it sort of looks like it's been looking. His last three outings, three and two-thirds innings, six hits, five earned runs for Trevor Not Richards. Great. Look, he, he's been used an awful lot. His ERA is touching almost six now, I think. Uh, he, he's been used – probably not six. It's a little more than five, actually. Don't exaggerate, Jeff. But he's been used an awful lot in the past two years. And we've talked about how he and Adam Simber are really the guys that uh, that Charlie seems to – Charlie and Pete and, and Matt Bushman seem to have mm-hmm. – faith in but that has to be a concern because those outings have been against let's face it bad teams he hasn't been facing the yankees yet oh and by the way if people are interested the yankees beat the rays two nothing today boston beat oakland six to one so um the american league east is tightening uh a little bit as we speak let's take a break and come back to the phone lines on the other side, 416-870-0590, star 590, 1-888-666-0590. We'll go to the phone lines as well. It's Blue Jays Talk with Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, the fan. Swinging a long fly ball, deep left field. That ball is gone. And Matt Chapman has had a lot of hard contact this year without much to show for it. He gets a home run tonight in his first game back after a couple of nights off due to a wrist injury. Uh, Jeff Blair and Kevin Barker and Blue Jays talk. 416-870-0590, star 591, 888-666-0590. I guess the best thing we can say about tonight, Kevin, is that after seeing Vladdy get hit in the hand and cool. seeing... The tower buzzed. Uh, they got out of this, fingers crossed, it would appear without any injuries. When I saw Vladdy get hit in the hand, um, well, you know, I, the same thoughts everybody else had. Luckily, he had that that padding on it. But, man, I, I mean, my, my heart was in my throat when I saw that, especially his reaction. The way he was like, you know, for Vladdy to react like that, when he, Vladdy gets hit and doesn't do anything, he, like, mm-hmm. takes the armor off. But now maybe overreacted. Well, maybe overreacted too. It's a changeup. I think because it was a changeup and it hit that little tiny guard Still that he had on his hand there. But I, I've been hit on the hand numerous times. It doesn't feel good. No, no. no. Um, but anyhow, Vladdy finished out the game. So uh, you know, so so uh, there's certainly no reason to anticipate uh, anything bad. And now the B, the Bet Three Six Five standings update. Bet365 is the world's favorite sports book with 63 million members worldwide, 19-plus, play responsibly, Ontario only. We should ask callers to pick a division 
every night when we do this because I'm getting tired of reading the ALE standings. The Yankees are 45 and 16. Cool. The Blue, the Blue Jays are nine back, three and a half up in the wild card, but nine back at 36 and 25. Tampa Bay. Your Rays. My Rays. They're 10 back at 35 and 26. Here come the Boston Red Sox, eight and two in their last 10. I they're told 12 you. and a half back. Stop it. And the Baltimore Orioles are 19 games back at 27 36. Wow. And, you know, I got to say this. Well, well, Brandon Hyde is joining us in Blair and Barker tomorrow. I feel sorry. Brandon Hyde must be sitting in that dugout looking at the Yankees, looking at the Young Jays, looking at the Rays doing what the Rays do, and looking at the Boston Red Sox who, you know, certainly aren't about to implode. Then he looks at his team and goes, oh, my God. It's like even if we take one step forward – the rest of the divisions taking four or five steps. Still, still got, a, still got a manager. Give him credit tonight. He brought his closer in to get five yes, outs. Yes, he did. Good, good for him. Good for that him. That was well, and uh, yeah. I mean, you know what? I like, I like when a manager, even when you know his team is not, is not one of the best teams in the game. I like when he manages to win, to, to win that game. I like dropping the hammer, bring your closer in on the road, win the game, and uh, I think for you know. For Brandon Hyde and the Baltimore Orioles, that win is uh, probably going to feel really good. Jennifer in Toronto, you want to talk about uh, Charlie's lineup tonight? You want to talk about Kevin Biggio in particular? Oh, hi. Uh, good show. Um, yeah, the second I um, – I'm a bit concerned. The second I saw, is it going to be if Moreno's in, they're not going to have uh, Kirk DH or vice versa because of the backup catcher? Um, situation, but uh, my main point was uh, about, I listened to Kevin last night about Biggio, and tonight, Biggio let meatballs down the plate, first two Mm -hmm. at-bats, and I'm thinking, good Lord, one was 92, right in his wheelhouse, and he Mm -hmm. just, it's like he's looking for a walk. He just stood there frozen, and it just kills everything, and I couldn't believe, against a velocity reliever, they let him in. And, and and put him in, and then he had a three pitch strikeout. And yeah. I'm I I mean, and what's this seven games in a row for Kevin? I don't have fan graphs, but uh, I get the feeling that Kevin is either hitting mistake pitches or whatever. And I, like um, I can't see him hitting anything against New York velocity. Can you imagine? But Charlie will leave him in. He could have put Alejandro in, then you know put in um, Espinal, and right. and let. And I, I don't understand well, that decision to let Cavan bat against that reliever. The third yeah, I mean, I mean, part of the part of the the issue tonight was that it was a uh, it was a scheduled day off for Espinal and you know and and we got to keep this in mind Jennifer it's not just Charlie that has faith in Biggio there's still apparently a great deal of faith in him uh in the organization but look uh, Kevin I'll bring you into the discussion we all like Kevin but mm-hmm. uh let's keep in mind that uh you know Kevin Kevin's not an everyday he's not an everyday player in this team and he's he's playing every day when, with with the Chapman injury and things like that. But he's not an everyday player in this. Team. He, he, he's trying. He give him credit. He's trying to take advantage of a situation where 
his manager likes him. He's going to go to bat for him. That's obvious. He said it out loud. That's a big deal for a 25th, 26th guy on the roster to have the manager's back or the manager has his back. Uh, and, and also, he's going to be in games when other guys need days off, whether that be Vladdy, whether that be Santiago Espinal like it was tonight. Uh, that's when, you know, maybe occasionally Teoscar Hernandez, right field, he sort of likes that side of the field, the angles, the ball off the bat. You don't want to sort of screw that up by putting him on the left side of the, uh, the infield or the outfield, so you keep him on the right side. So, you know, again, this is a, what I – and with the catcher situation, you know, I think the big boys come first. So that would be George Springer. If that's a scheduled DH day, so that's a half a day off, probably Kirk's not playing, especially with the young kid up here now who has to play a lot behind the plate. We all know that when Kirk plays a lot behind the plate, his offense suffers. So it's, again, if you if you sit around and worry about these lineups, it's going to drive you nuts. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> a little bit of uh, an update on Danny Jansen. We're led to believe that Danny Jansen will have a, a, an, a, an examination tomorrow on his hand. Um, they were waiting for the swelling to go down, so we'll we'll see what that um, we'll see what that results in. But uh, yeah, I, I I would Kevin. I'm getting closer to having three catchers on this team. The more I look at the way things are developing, well, I'm I'm getting more with to the way get Danny back with here the, and have him. With the way your pitching is, you may you may be forced to not to only have to have two. Well, you, you may have to have another spot where you need a pitcher, especially with your five guy looking the way he's yep. looking, and you need to eat more innings. You may need to have another arm on your team. Rob from Toronto, take us home tonight, my friend. Hey, hey, hey guys, how's it going? Well, thank you. Uh, I'm going to disagree with uh, Barker on uh, tonight's losses on Montoyo. Uh, too many times this year, uh, his managerial uh, decisions have impacted the team negatively. Kikuchi was laboring guys struggling all game. Like, to run him out again in the fifth, it was just it was a bad call. Richards, again, he put him back in, uh, got beat up a little bit. Not too impressed with Montoyo. Um, going back to our conversations previously, yes, the Jays need a left-handed bat. Andrew Benatendi would make such an impact on this lineup. Not a big, um, I guess, they wouldn't have to give up a, a heavy uh, prospect load to, to get him. And then, obviously, the relief pitchers, guys. We do need some relief pitching help. I look at the, what the Orioles threw out there with Batista, with Lopez. Holy moly, these guys can pitch. Uh, yeah. They throw high velocity, and that's what the Jays are missing. That's how you complete this team. Nobody cares about the players in Buffalo. Nobody cares about the players in the farm system. You make these small moves now. If it doesn't work, then you can adjust at the trade deadline. But why do we have to wait till the trade deadline when everyone else is trying to and then other teams leverage their players to get a higher acquisition cost? It's, it's crazy how these this, this front office operates. This well, they, really I mean, they, that's not fair. They moved early last year with the bullpen. That's not entirely fair. They moved very early, pretty early, I should say, with Trevor Richards and Adam Simber. Um, they have addressed issues. At the trade deadline, I, I'm sorry, I'm not buying into the idea that this front office moves too slowly. Uh, I, I just don't think, I don't think there's any evidence of that. I think they're doing what every other team does uh, in the first couple of months of the season. You know, you bring these guys in to spring training for a reason. You've got these guys at AAA for a reason. You exhaust your internal options, and then you go out and see. And then you go out and see what you have. But Kevin. Uh, Rob is not not wrong. I look at that Orioles bullpen, and I take I take two of those arms right now. 
tonight. Uh, absolutely. Rob's, Rob's got a fair point, too, about the Yusei Kikuchi thing, taking him out and not letting him go out for the sixth inning. I just got to, you know, you, you want to be on the cautious side when it comes to you got five guys in your bullpen who are high leverage guys who are on pace to have 70-plus games pitched. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot of games. And when you can stretch a, a guy out, even though he's your fifth guy and he looks like that guy looked tonight, occasionally against a bad team, you got to go out there and let him see what he can do for you. 6-5 the final score tonight. The Baltimore Orioles beating the Toronto Blue Jays. Game three of this four-game series goes tomorrow, 7 7 on Sportsnet 590, the fan and the Sportsnet Television Network. Kevin Barker and myself will be back tomorrow from 10 to noon Eastern on Sportsnet 590, the fan and 360 with Blair and Barker. Thanks for listening to Blue Jays Baseball, served up by the Always Game Ready Jack Links Meat Snacks. Feature Wildside Baseball fans.